What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Fandom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony. And tonight, we are discussing the finale of The Stand. Um, I don't even know where to start with this episode. <laughs> you know, I know that, you know, if you've been paying attention to our discussion, you know that neither Anthony or I have been very pleased with the way that they have done this new adaptation. And this final episode, I know that there were some things we were kind of hoping to see. I know Anthony was hoping that when we heard the ending was gonna change, that it was gonna be something drastically different. Um, and we didn't get that. And we actually just got more of the same ending. We we actually got a <laughs> I think the word, the best word for me to describe this episode is problematic. I watched it twice this evening when I got home from work. I watched, I watched it once by myself and then my daughter, um, who has been kind of watching it with me. Uh, she's missed a couple of episodes, but you know, she's watched a majority of the show. She asked me, you know, how how is it? How is the um, how's the episode? And I really didn't have an answer for her. So she came downstairs and she watched it with me. And for the next hour and a half before she had to go to work, she kept coming downstairs every 10 minutes telling me something else that was wrong with the episode. Like she was so pissed off with how they ended the show. Not just because of how they ended it, but certain themes that they seem to have incorporated into the show. And I just sent, I sent Anthony a message before we started recording. I said, um, if y'all y'all heard us use these terms before, the militant hat is coming off tonight. There was there was a lot of very problematic, and I'm being very nice when I say problematic. Um, there was a lot of bullshit in this episode. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm really trying to be nice, but um, we we, you know. we talked we talked about this, and in, in we talked about how difficult it is to write endings, <laughs> and how Stephen King is notorious for not writing great endings. Right, it's a great story. Don't really know how to end it, and this is like his third or fourth attempt at trying to end the stand and he still can't can't quite get it right you know back to the drawing board steve no <laughs> the just, board. just leave this drawing board alone <laughs> just leave the stand alone leave it alone leave it alone it all, all i could all i could ask myself while watching it was why why am i watching it another episode of this series because it was why? the end we had to finish it out why why did they tell us it was going to be a different ending that was kind of misleading it, it was it, it, it was it, it was kind of misleading because <laughs> it's not it, it's not any different than all the other little things you changed in in the series like no actually it's worse <laughs> there there's so many things about it that's worse so I, I, where do you want to start? Do you want to actually talk about the episode? Do you just want to talk about what, I mean. We can just start, you can just start from the top. <laughs> just, just. 
I, I think people have people who are listening to this have watched it and they know what our what our issues have been. So I guess we could just really just talk about it because you know we were gonna we were thinking about doing the live of this, and I'm so glad we did it uh-uh. because we would have been ripping it apart <laughs> as we went along. Oh, you think we're not tonight? No, <laughs> I mean as we're watching it. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I um, it, it took me a minute to even get my thoughts together because I watched it the first time, and I was just like, "Am I being overly sensitive with some of this stuff?" And then when my daughter watched it and voiced some of the same things that I thought, and voiced even more that I didn't even catch because I was just, it it's interesting, and you know this from watching it with the person who lives with you, who you're related to by marriage. I call her Michelle. But it's interesting being a fan of the source material and watching it from that perspective. And then someone who has never read the book and has a vague, vague familiarity with the story. Watching it with someone like that, you get two different viewpoints. And a lot of times they can catch the things that we miss because we're so busy looking at it from the standpoint of someone who's familiar with the story. And they're looking at it from a totally different standpoint. They have totally different issues than than we may have, or, you know, they may focus on things a little bit differently than we do. So watching it and having it come to its conclusion the first thing my daughter said when Randall Flagg walked up on the beach at the end of the episode to the island with the indigenous people with the indigenous people and started the whole worshiping she was like oh hold up what the fuck she was like pause and stop it stop it stop it she was like did they really put that in the show in 2021 She's like, is that really how they decided to end the episode? Is that how they decided to end the show? I said, well, that's kind of sort of how it was written in the book. But Um, we had this conversation (laughs) just 40 years later. You're right. (laughs) The things that used to fly by because we were, people were insensitive and not concerned about how things look or how things are framed. You can't throw a tall, white, blonde dude on the beach in front of indigenous people and say, worship me. The optics of that alone (laughs) are just, wow. So that's the first problem. (laughs) I mean, literally, that was how they ended the whole thing. That was the last image. You get. That was the note you decided to end on. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about some other things that were problematic in this episode. So the episode kind of starts with Fran talking and it's really a, a journal entry that she's writing to her baby. As we know, she went into labor at the end of the last episode. And so at the start of this episode, she has had the baby. Um, Baby came out healthy. And then 
she developed tapping trips. So she was touch and go for a while. And there was kind of some debate about whether or not um, to try to save the baby, because as everyone who has survived that apocalypse, they know that Captain Trips basically has no recovery rate. Everybody who got it in the old world died. So they kind of figured that was going to be the case for Fran's baby as well. But of course, the baby survived. And, um, you know, she, she was thriving, doing well. So it's been maybe, I would say, a couple of months at this point. And the town weeks, Boulder, to be exact. Okay, yes. So um, the town of Boulder is having like a vigil or memorial, however, what, whatever you want to call it, to, um, you know, to, rem to remember the people that have died. And also at this point, they have all kind of assumed that the four uh, Larry, Ray, Glenn, and Stu are not coming back because they know that Vegas was destroyed by nuclear weapon because you could kind of see the mushroom cloud and the after effects for it. So while Fran is at this memorial, she puts the picture that she took of the four of them down. And as she does this, she hears Kojak. Here comes Stu. He's here. Tom is here. Kojak is here. They've returned. We got none of that backstory. Nothing about Tom, nothing about Stu, nothing about their journey back. Nothing. Again. But but what we did get was the cross-country travel to Nebraska. We're, we're, we're not, we haven't even gotten that far yet. Let me get there. Let me first go off about the fact that, again, you took a character who was important in the original story, in the original miniseries, and you gave him shit as a storyline. Why do I care about Tom Cullen in this iteration? Why? I don't. You gave he, he you, did nothing. I mean, nothing to care about. He did nothing. Not a thing. He did nothing at all. <laughs> he did absolutely nothing. I, I wish he I could, went to Vegas. He cleaned up some bodies. Tea right now because <laughs> he went to Vegas. He cleaned up some bodies. He cleaned some vomit out of a fountain, and he walked back to Boulder and picked up Stu along the way. We assume he walked back to Boulder. We don't even know how he got back. We know that he left Vegas in a truck full of dead bodies, and that's about it. You don't even know how don't he know got out of that situation. <laughs> We don't, we don't know his journey. We don't know how important he was to the story. We just did know he, that he brought Stu back. Did he carry Stu out of the ravine? <laughs> did, we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Did he save Stu from almost dying of the flu? We don't, we don't know. We don't know. There's just... He just show up. Yeah. And then the only, only other time we see him is when he's saying goodbye to Fran and Stu later on in the episode when they decide to go back to visit May. Why do I care about this character? Why should I care about this character? Y'all gave me nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and that's just one character. Okay? I'll, I'll, I'll come back to... We're going to circle back. 
we're going to circle back on this one because there's an additional thing about this character and yeah we're, we're going to circle back <sighs> okay so then we get this cross-country trip Fran and Stu decide well Fran decides that she wants to go back to visit Maine where do you want to well, go let, let's let's back up a little bit Okay. So let's talk about why she decided that she was ready to leave Boulder. Did they really explain it? Or did they just give us a throwaway line? Like, oh yeah, you know. She wanted to see the ocean. No. That can't be it. Was it not because of the three people in jail? You know, things were going back to the way they used to be. That, that was part of it. But, but the, everyone looks so happy. The first thing she said was she wanted to go to back see the to ocean. see the ocean. Yeah. And then she started talking about how, you know, maybe maybe not to stay, just, just to visit because, you know, the, the, the cons, I mean, the pros about them staying there, you know, all their friends are there. It's a close, it's a close community, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, they are starting to have, you know, it's getting bigger. Apparently, they've gotten 500 new people in Boulder since Stu got back. And, you know, Stu said something about, you know, I used to know everybody's faces around here. And now we've got like 500 new people. And it's it's just getting, it's getting bigger. It's getting louder. Um, you're starting to have some issues. They do have three people in jail for like little stuff, petty, petty. What is it? What was it? He said vandalism and drinking disorderly. That's it. So she, so she decides that she she's going to leave. Cross country trip back to Maine. Just okay. Yeah. Again, no, no, no character development. I mean, okay. <laughs> so let's talk about this so-called reunion with her and Stu. This actress, and I've been really trying to be not so hard on these people, but this girl does not do emotional scenes well. Like your surrogate baby daddy just happened to show back up after being gone for months and you're thinking he's dead and you're hugging him and oh my God, is it really you? Not a tear. Not a tear. No emo. I mean, just I don't know, just something about something about the character with her and James Morrison. I I, I just don't feel it. They didn't have any chemistry. They didn't have any chemistry. They didn't have any chemistry. Um, and and to your point about her her acting, she pretty much stayed one note the whole series. Like she didn't have hardly any highs. She didn't seem to really have hardly any lows. We got a little bit when um, she was faced with being stuck in the basement when you know Harold was gonna lock her up or whatever. She she showed a little bit of something, but she was faking. So when she was being emotional, it was kind of fake anyway. But yeah. outside of that performance, everything else is pretty much one note, right? Very one dimensional. Yeah. Very one dimensional. Very flat. Um and such a waste, as much as I don't really, I'm not a huge James Marsden fan, but it seems to be such a waste. 
yeah, for, like a, for really a solid help. actor. He's he's not the greatest in the world. He's not the worst. He's very solid, mm-hmm. and he wasn't given a lot until the last episode, <laughs> right? Which we said, we said that they were going to wait until towards the end of the show to focus on Stu, mm-hmm. and that's literally what they did. And even then, it wasn't really focused about Stu. We were focusing on Stu as it relates to Fran. Yeah. Once again, we're we're reminded that this is the Harold and Franny show. That it ultimately ends up being really about Franny. It's it's her journey from beginning to end. (laughs) I don't even know if I want to start down this path. Okay, so let's, let's start down this path. (laughs) we're going to talk about all the problematic ways they ended this series and they how they did these characters so your focus throughout this whole series like we said has been pretty much Harold and Fran and then towards the end Fran with this version of the stand you make it a point to try to add some diversity to your cast. Okay. You you have a character that is representative of the deaf community. You have a character that is representative of the special needs community. You have made one of the main characters an African-American man. You made another main character a Native American woman. You made another main character an atheist. These are all things that are not quote unquote the norm, okay? Mm -hmm. You make a point of being this diverse and then literally none of those characters They either don't make it to the end of the series or they're used so little that it's almost as if they weren't even there. Trash can man as well. You know, you present him as someone who has mental health issues and he didn't make it to the end of the series either, which we knew that was going to be the case, but it's just, you know, we talked about the problematic way that they introduced this character and the way that they use his character in the what two episodes that we saw him? Three, mm-hmm. two episodes? Two, maybe. And then you think about the last episode and you think about this episode. The two characters that you really made a change with in casting, Larry Underwood and what was supposed to be Ralph Brentner and ended up being Ray Brentner. African-American man, Native American woman. You have them die, chained, on their knees, drowned, okay? Mm -hmm. Then you have the thing at the end of this episode where you have indigenous people who have never been, never experienced any kind of outside interference from anywhere in the world. Like they have literally been living in their own bubble. Here comes this, here comes this white man onto their shores. When they try to protect their village, he kills one of them. 
with magic and then demands that they worship him so that he can get power again. Problematic. Okay, and then let's not talk about the fact that in this episode, we see Mother Abigail and a young girl who is supposed to be representative of Mother Abigail. And the only reason why we see these two characters are to help the white girl find her strength, find her power, and become the ultimate hero in the the story. The Mm -hmm. ultimate heroine. You end the story about Fran and Stu living this well-earned long life. You know, their children will repopulate the earth and it's all on the back of what was supposed to be the main character, one of the main characters, one of the important characters, Mother Abigail. Do I need to keep going? No, no. I, I'm I'm just I'm just amazed that you have on my militant cap now. I didn't have to put it on for Let you. Let me tell you, I told you I was watching this and I was sitting here like, am I, I you know, I was like, am I really like reading too much into this? But again, that, no, that's that no, that, no, because because we always have to, we always, you know, we us. Yes. You know, us, we mm-hmm. people. We always have this thing where was there not someone in the room, one of us in the room, in the writer's room, raise their hand and say, this might not be a good idea. Well, apparently those people were not there because they had sense enough to diversify the cast, but they didn't have sense enough to what? Not diversify the writing team because someone should have said, I don't, I don't, I know we want to stay true to the book. But again, I hate no, to repeat. they don't because they <laughs> stay true to the book for the whole damn series. They haven't. But I'm saying, someone should say, okay, a lot of this stuff is old, outdated from the perspective of some white dude. Now, if we're going to diversify the cast, then there's some things that we cannot do. We, when they wrote that scene to have them chained in the bottom of a pool, did they not think? Should we should, should we really have this white man, these white men, chaining a black man and a Native American woman to die? Did they not pay attention to the outrage when Game of Thrones did the same thing to Masande? Right. You aren't reading the room. <laughs> right. And so, even more so if Stephen King was the one who wrote this episode. Dude, what the fuck? I, 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 I really, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, if the writers had. Oh, and then also earlier in the in the show, you also made it a point to show us. Okay, as far as your diversity and oh yeah, you also made it a point to show us that Fran's baby's father is black. Okay, my, Michelle said that, and I was like, I, I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember. We we're gonna go back a little bit. I couldn't remember. They, but I was trying to figure out why they colored the baby. I swear <laughs> they digitally colored the baby because it didn't look right. I think it was probably just a very very light skinned baby. But the thing is, when they 
did the episode where she was in the clinic and she did her ultrasound. And she, she showed the picture. Picture out of her back pocket and said, "Hey, just look at our baby." She was kissing a black dude. Okay. So you make it a point to to insert these characters that are supposed to diversify your your story, but that's literally all you did. You put them let, in. Let's let's just be real. It's it's what what did they call it? It's just token. It's just it's token not, diversity. It's if you like, really wanted to make a, a, a an impact with this story by adding a character of color, you should have made Stu black. Right. If if you were gonna do that, but no, you 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 made it Larry, one of the sacrificial lambs, one of the people who's not gonna make it, who gets sacrificed. You have the African American guy, you have the Native American woman, you have the atheist who obviously doesn't fall within the 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 christian themes of the story you know it's just mm -hmm. it was there were so many things they could have done and you know i i try to look at things in in a certain way but there's some things that you just the optics of certain things just doesn't work and it's not going to be liked by anyone and even some people may see it and they may not even know why it bothers them mm -hmm. and and that's the problem with the way they do things it's the problem with the way they present things is that no one was thinking about how this looks like it's, it's so subliminal that the message that you send and it's so obvious to us but it's not obvious to them because they don't see it like they're so busy trying to to make this work of art. They're so busy trying to do what they want to do is they don't see it. That's what those stupid commercials get made where a black girl uses soap and now she's a white girl. I mean, because no one is sitting there looking at it like this probably doesn't look great. And your token diversity means nothing. It means nothing. Yeah. It's one of those things where if you really want it, like you say, if you really want to do it, you make it the stew or Fran black, or you make them both black. You just mix up the whole, you just mix it all up and, you know, and see what happens. Mm -hmm. But no, you want it to, to keep it a certain way because you're just afraid of changing. Just token diversity. Well, because for some of those writers, whether it's consciously or sub subconsciously, in your mind, that's how the world is going to rebuild. That's that's going to be the starting point of the world. Now, I have some friends that will, I know we're going off on a tangent, but no, this show not. deserves it. I have some friends that will tell you that it's completely intentional. It's completely and totally intentional. Mm -hmm. We have these, this idealistic white dude and this, um, this white woman, they're going to repopulate the earth. Their children are mm -hmm. going to repopulate the earth. The earth is going to be a reflection of the two of them and not anyone else. Mm -hmm. Because we're supposed to just forget about all the people in Boulder. Well, no, they're, they're, no, they're going back to the old the, ways. Did you look at all the people in Boulder? Most of them were white. I counted on... I saw one black woman. Huh? I saw three. You saw three. I saw one. She had on the blue hoodie. Hood. She had a blue hood dancing. 
And there were like two other people like scattered that you could kind of see. And I only saw them because I went back a third time when, when I started having this line of thinking, I went back a third time to look, okay, let me see what this makeup is of Boulder. But see, the thing is, they will tell you that, well, just based on the numbers of the population and, and the representation, it wouldn't be that many to begin with because there aren't many minorities anyway. That's BS. It's a freaking TV show. You could have made half those people black. It wouldn't have mattered. But it does matter when you do it the other way. Mm -hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it, it, all it takes is for one person to look at it and be like, I don't think this is going to look right. I don't think this is, I don't think, I don't think this feels right. It may look right to the majority of people. But the message that you send is, is just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. It only takes one person to read the room. All it takes is one person. And obviously, no one did. Because they were so busy trying to do what they wanted to do, they didn't think about. Why did they let this man write this episode? You know, they why did he do it? Because he couldn't, he didn't get it right the first time. He knows, and the thing is, I think he I think he knows something is wrong with it. And instead of trying to actually fix it, he keeps trying to make it better for himself. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. he doesn't realize that the thing that's wrong with it is that it's just wrong. Mm -hmm. Like the ending is just wrong, period. He knows it's wrong. He doesn't know why it's wrong. And people are afraid to tell him why it's wrong. Mm -hmm. Steven, you're a great writer. You won awards. But you you, you left Adam and Eve as two white people <laughs> repopulating the earth. Oh, the other thing, too. So as I mentioned, my daughter had lots of issues with, <laughs> with the episode. And she kept coming downstairs asking me, wait. Did they do this? Is this? I mean, she had issues. So she brought that. She said, I have a question. She said, when Mother Abigail was alive, where did she live? I said, they had her in a cookie cutter modern house in Boulder. She said, so the house that we saw her in when she was dead, I said, that was the house that her, her former slave parents had owned and she was born in and she grew up in and that was the home that should have been in the story from the beginning she said so for the main story while she was alive they had her in a modern home you know around everybody and stuff but then at her death they had her on slave property I was like yeah she said and we came across her likeness the little girl in a field I said, yeah. She said, and the only time we saw the little girl in there in the um, show was to take care of Fran's baby, to help mm -hmm. Fran heal. Mm -hmm. And then once she fixed her, she, she disappeared. Mm -hmm. I said, yeah. She just looked at me, she turned around, she walked back upstairs. And she just went, ugh. I was like, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was, it was so problematic. And 
I know that there are people out there who are like, okay, well, maybe they weren't trying to, you know, maybe it wasn't a race thing. Yes, when, when you have those types of things come up in a show like this, it is a race thing. It may not be for y'all because you don't have to experience it. That's right. That's what I was saying. Y'all don't see it. They don't see it because it's not part of their experience. So we may sound like that we're being overly harsh and overly critical, but it's the, the message that you are sending, that mm-hmm. you are showing us this perpetuation of the generational problems that we have with race. You have just created a show in 2021 that perpetuates the same kind of stuff that we've been trying to tell you is wrong with right. what you are showing in the media. And it's like you are continuing the same problem. It's not as if it hasn't been pointed out before in other shows and other medium. But no, you do the exact same thing over again. You give us the same images over again. Yeah, she's a mammy who heals her. It happens to be a little girl. But now I can go back and look at the whole show and think, well, dang, then she was like a mammy image the whole time child of a slave mm-hmm. you know helping the white people get along you know protecting them from the evil people showing them how to survive showing them how to make it and then you stick her in the middle of a field a cornfield mm-hmm. on the slave property then when you give us give her again to tell Franny her future which was supposed to be a sentimental moment but no She's back you in literally her. say your your children will repopulate the earth. It's supposed to be a sweet loving moment, but no, you just told her that they're going to repopulate the earth again. And that that was the exact phrase you used. Your children will repopulate your your offspring will repopulate the earth. It was. And, and, and my thing is this so yes the story is a four, it's, it's 40 years old so you took such pains to update the story when you presented it you made changes to the core of the story that kind of changed the whole feel of the whole the whole story but you didn't change that you didn't change the stuff that really mattered and I could have dealt, you know, I could have dealt with the whole, with, with the characters dying. They could have done it in a different way. That's not how Larry and, and Ralph died in the book. They died on their feet, making their stand. And it's just, they could have done this a lot different. They could have done this a lot different. I, I, I don't know. The whole I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna focus in. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna focus in on the episode itself. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna come back in and focus on the episode itself. All right. So some of the issues <laughs> some of the issues I had are I think one of you pointed out the issue with, with Stu and Tom. Like we have where is their story? You know, what, where is their story? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the next 
theme is Joe. We don't learn anything new about Joe. We don't. We don't even really know. He's talking all the time, apparently. He's, yeah, apparently, but we don't know what's going on there. Um, is he still playing the guitar? Is he playing the piano? Like, what, what's going on with Joe? Um, <laughs> I, lack of motivation. Like, I don't. You didn't truly show us. The, one of the things is writers, they, not writers, but in, in television and movies, they say, show, don't tell. And they took a lot of painstaking, they, they'd made a lot of effort in telling us what the characters' motivations were instead of actually showing us. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't show us that there was an additional 500 people there. They had to tell us. They didn't show us that Boulder was getting bigger. They had to tell us. They didn't show us that the old ways were coming back, that things were, you know, that they were having, you know, drinking, public drunkenness and vandalism and petty theft. You didn't show us that. You told us that. So I'm having an issue with that too. It's like you gave us some exposition of things that you could have easily shown us in, I don't know, a montage because you're so fond of montages in this series. You want to spend time showing people walk through the mountains, driving across country, mm-hmm. but you don't want to show us what is motivating your characters to do what they do. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, they have to tell us that they're doing it. And, and that, that was probably one of the, the biggest things that I kept, I kept sitting there thinking, it just seems so odd. Like, really, why would you want to leave? Why would you want to put yourself in danger going across country? Right. And, and like, I can't remember the character's name, but he was like, you know, watch those back roads because, you know, you're going to be spending all your time winching out cars off the road. That's well, North. Yeah. That's no- North. Right. So these are all things you need to consider. I'm thinking about gas. I'm like, we're, how much gas do they have? You know, how many miles is it from Boulder to Algonquin, Maine? Not uh, only that. Gas has a shelf life. You just can't go around pulling gas out of cars. That gas has been sitting there. It's, usually, it, it, it's not any good. Bad gas is bad gas. Mm-hmm. But not only that, but you're going cross country and forgetting that billions of people died. Who's been cleaning up the roads? Who's been cleaning up those houses? Who's been moving the dead bodies? Because no one else is around. Like literally we, they encountered no one else on that trip that we saw. We didn't see no, no, no dead bodies. No dead bodies. No, no crash cars. Ups, no. We saw one truck blocking the bridge. That's it. Right. Are we it's- just to assume that everyone went to a hospital and died? Some people died at home. Some people died right there in their cars. Some people died right where they stood. Right where they stood. But no, we didn't see any of that. And this is, it had, I don't even, has it even been a whole year? It hasn't even been a year. Mm -hmm. It, It probably has been just at a year because Fran had the baby and the baby was about two and a half, maybe three months old. Yeah. So yeah, it's been right at a year. Right at a year. There should still be decomposing bodies around. Details. Think about it. When they got to Boulder, they had to clear all of that out. And it took literally everyone who was there 
to 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 make an effort to make that city livable for them. Right. And, and I guess I guess my overall feeling about this episode on its face is that it was sort of inauthentic. Like y'all were trying to make it authentic, but it wasn't. And then you were trying to make it pay off and it didn't. And that was my big, none of it felt real. It right. felt staged. The party, the line dancing felt staged. That whole 4th of July, 4th of July. Rhythm line dancing. Let's talk about the fact that nobody had rhythm. I was, I'm shocked that James Marsden, I'm shocked that James Marsden couldn't get it together. But they had a black person on the stage. You know, you know. I'm sorry, that person has done the electric slide at a family reunion or two before Captain Tripp's hit. Yeah, all I kept thinking was maybe my maybe my sound, maybe my audio and video is out of sync. It uh-uh. has to be. Uh-uh. <laughs> so yeah. I ignored it. It has it to be. Doesn't. Yeah, there's no way James Marsden is that bad of a dancer. They probably told them to, to do that because you can't have that many people be that bad all at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it's very obvious. You you hear the beat to the song, and like what? Like you 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 know what? Maybe maybe whatever song they were dancing to, they didn't get the clearance for, so they had the dub in the song that was close to the same beat. You and they never got it synced. You could have hired somebody to create a beat for those twenty seconds. That they played music on the show. Come on now. Okay. Well, either way, it's going to be bad all around. Right. Either way, it didn't feel real. Mm -mm. Yeah. Even the vigil, like, I was sitting there trying to figure out what is this vigil for? Like, is it it for just in general? Is it for the people who died in the explosion? Is it? It was just in general, so maybe just, maybe it was a right. maybe it was a year anniversary, something like that. Because, like I said, it had been about a year. It had, but, but I guess I would, this would have been a time to tell me, like, have someone stand up there and do a memorial. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if Larry had survived or Ray had survived, they could have done that. You I know. Mean, it it could have been Norris. I mean, he was the one that came by the house and told Franny, "Hey, it would, it would really lift people's spirits to see you to see you both there." Oh, and then here's the other thing too. So you have this whole town who want they want Franny to come by because you know she's the only one left of Mother Abigail's five people. Mm-hmm. And and Stu and Tom walk in. And it's quiet. Like people are just like, oh, oh, oh. Did you notice that? You noticed that too? It was almost as if no one was concerned until they started talking about, well, maybe they didn't recognize them. I don't know. No, but they recognized them because they were in the background going, oh, oh." like. That didn't make, again, it seemed staged and it wasn't authentic. Now, continuing on my focus on this episode, Let's go to Mother Abigail's house. Well, they don't make it clear in the show that that's her hometown. That the house. Yeah, yeah I think it's it's they, supposed to be. They don't make it. They don't make it clear in the show that that's her hometown. That's mm-hmm. where Mother Abigail is from, and we're supposed to make the connection that 
that's Mother Abigail either reborn or her past self or, or her spirit or, you know, I even watched a video where someone said it was Mother Abigail from the past when she was little, had transported herself to the future to yeah. help. I'm just saying, it, it wasn't very clear. So let's talk about this well. Now, why would you <laughs> climb on this dilapidated well to see if you can get some water? Why would you drink water out of this dilapidated well? Okay, you look at the well and a board is already missing. That board just came loose on its own. Didn't no one do that? So you're gonna stand on it? Anywhere near it? My daughter and was you're like, not gonna wait, you're not gonna wait for still been a body up under there. <laughs> right. And you're not gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna wait for Stu to come back so you can see if the well works. Why are you even I, I while you're taking care of a baby? Why are you taking care of and then you leave the baby over there, you know, unattended. So I don't know where Fran's head is really at for the most part, but I guess they needed to have that scene. <laughs> they could have given me Thomas too. They could have. Why would you also repeat the same theme that you repeated earlier? Like while you had Mother Abigail do her wilderness and her stand in confrontation with Flag, why would you repeat the same thing with Fran? Fran, why would you do that? Why would you do it in that way? You should have done it. If you're going to do something like that, you should have done it differently. Because what they were trying to do was to show that even though Franny is, you know, she's the main character of the story, she's the heroine, that even she can be tempted if put in the right circumstances, but she she's good enough that she makes the right decision. I guess. <sighs> well, you know. <laughs> I'm at this point. And, and okay, while, while I'm focusing on the episode only, <laughs> you, you, Stu's in his truck and he has a blowout. Now, most of us who've had blowouts on the side of the road know that it is hard to change a tire when you have to put the jack on soft ground. You are the only car on the road. Why did you pull off and put your flat tire onto the soft ground and you then know, decide you want to jack the car up, truck up? I wondered that myself and I have never changed a tire. But even I looked at that like, why would you even pull over? Like, nobody else is coming. Nobody else is coming. And you know you were in a very heavy truck. And you were going to put the jet. No. no and dude. you're by yourself. And no, you're by yourself. Stuck? Nobody is coming to help you. Nobody, nobody's coming for you. Nobody's coming for you. Just lots of dumb ideas 
floating around in this episode. I don't have any other way to say it. I don't have I don't have a more intelligent way to say it. I don't have it was just dumb. It's like it's like an it's like an example of of when a, a writer is sort of full of full of themselves, which I'm sure you know. I, I don't know the man personally, but it's almost as if I know what I'm doing, and this is how I want to do it, and it's going to be exactly it's going to be right. Like I didn't get it right the other times, so I'm going to get it right this time. But you did the same thing, pretty much. I mean, you seriously. Did. You did. Well, apparently, because it's called, because on Wikipedia, they call it Franny's Coda. So it's supposed to be about Franny, because apparently Franny didn't get her, didn't get her time to shine in the book like the others did, like Ralph and Stu and Tom and everyone else. They got to, they had their moments. She was stuck in Boulder and didn't have her moment. So this was his way of giving her her moment because she didn't have it in the other versions of the story. Did she she was, have, just, she was just she was just the incubator for a baby. I'm looking at I'm looking at the stand the complete and uncut edition right now and this whole thing about them going back to Maine and this stuff it's in the book. So she had her moment in the book? No, she didn't have the con she didn't have her stand with flag. I guess but I could say Stu didn't have, did Stu have his moment? Did he have a stand? Did he have the opportunity to confront Flag? At, At this point? point, I don't even remember because my, my mind is so full of this bullshit that they've given us for the last nine weeks that I honestly, I don't remember now. And I think it was like, we were so, when we talked about this back in December, we were so excited about the stand. We were so excited. so excited, like, oh my God, they're doing the stand. The trailer looked good. All the pictures looked good. It was like, the casting looked good. Cast it's going to be great. But alas, we got some good performances. Larry Underwood, that character was great. Harold, he did a good job. Um, Amber Heard, as much as, you know, we don't like her. She actually did a really good job. Alexander Skarsgård, he was not bad. He was very good. They just were given some bad material. Imagine, imagine how good it would have been had it been done properly, like had it been written the right way. Right. Had it been written I mean, with a little bit of care. We And we've said this before, we complained about about it before mother abigail is supposed to be one of the main characters of the story you got whoopi freaking goldberg to be mother abigail and then you give her almost nothing to do in the role that she was excited about like if you had seen her talk about it on, the, on the view she was so stoked to be mother abigail i would have been too given the source material and how powerful and how important this character is supposed to be. But even the way that they introduced her character when Nick and Tom found her, 
she was wasting away in a nursing home surrounded by other dead people when in the book 108 year old mother abigail knew she had people coming walked however many miles to go to an abandoned farm to get eggs and to get chickens so that she could come back and cook for them and faced weasels sent by Randall Flagg and fought them off so that she could come back and be there to welcome her people. Like she was such a strong character in the book. She was, she was the epitome of making a stand in the book, 108 years old and doing what she needed to do to set these people on the proper path. We barely got that in this. I, I, think, what, I think what we're faced with in general is that there are people that just have a lack of understanding about how things, um, how things are are viewed by people, like they they if you look at like for example, there have been a lot of commercials I've seen lately that have had like interracial couples, mm-hmm. commercials that have had same sex couples, mm-hmm. you know, and and older couples, which we don't normally see in like a regular mainstream commercial mm-hmm. in the past we've seen the movement of things changing. We've seen the movement of people um, consciously trying to be diverse and consciously trying to be inclusive. Mm -hmm. Um, And in even some cases, trying to take stories and and do more with them. Like Bridgerton is not a show that we cover on here. We don't talk about, but Bridgerton has a very diverse cast Mm -hmm. set in a time when it wasn't like that and you know they don't focus on it it's not an issue on the show it just is it just is it's it just is and there's no need to discuss it Mm -hmm. because there are people involved in that show who believe that if you want to be inclusive and diverse you just have to do it Mm -hmm. um the problem with the stand is you did it but you did it in a way that it 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 doesn't it doesn't it wasn't as if you made the cast diverse and inclusive and you kept the story diverse and inclusive you gave us these terrible images of what white man did to the indigenous people you even referenced it you know, you have flags that then talk about how the white man gave them blankets full of smallpox and wiped them out. Mm-hmm. But you end the show with him begging to be, wor- demanding to be worshipped by the indigenous people. Mm-hmm. You gave us in the previous episode a black man and a Native American woman chained to be slaughtered mm-hmm. for defying the white man. And I didn't say anything about this episode because I was kind of hoping, you know, you were saying, well, maybe this is going to be the change that they do to the story. Maybe somehow Larry and Ray survived. I I really went into this episode thinking, okay, I don't think that's going to be the case. But if if they do it, if they find a way to do it, 
maybe that can be cool. And then when they were showing the episode today, like they were showing the ruins of Vegas, mm-hmm. I thought, I, oh. I only expected to see Ray and <laughs> And instead we got that damn happy yep. face pin. I was like, no. No, they get no pass now. Gloves off. Yeah. <laughs> Gloves off. So you, and, and and I guess I said my my it wasn't really a rant, but it was like, come on, guys, is how how do you think it looks? Like how how do you think it looks to people when you show us those images and just leave it at that? Mm-hmm. I had it was. I think maybe about 15 minutes into the episode, I was like, okay, let's just, just, just get it over with. Just, just get it over with. It just, it just felt very, I don't even know what the word is as, as far as the, uh, as you call it, the token diversity. Yeah. It just, it was very inauthentic. It was just kind of like, oh yeah, we diversified the cast. Woo. And that's literally all you did. And it's not just about the characters, the people of color in the in the in the show. You did a disservice to the majority of the characters in this story by not giving us their their story, by not giving us their background, by not giving us something to care about with these characters. It was just all around just disappointing. That's just, that's the word I'm going to go with right now. It was just, it was very, very disappointing, especially after being so excited. You know, I'm one of those people, every time they mention a reboot, I'm like, oh my God, here we go again. Why are we rebooting this? I mean, just in the last 24 hours, I've heard of, I think, four reboots that are being done for for products that don't need to be rebooted. Why are we making live action Powerpuff Girls? Why are we talking about rebooting head head of the class? Why are we talking about rebooting Face Off? Like, who needs these? Why are they rebooting Battlestar Galactica? Again? Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Why? It's just, I really want them, if, if you have to reboot something, reboot something that needs to be rebooted because the first version of it was such crap. But don't take something that was a decent adaptation I know there were people who had issues with the 94 version of the stand. And I understand that there were some things that were problematic with it, but not to this scale. Not, not to this scale, not to this degree. And it makes me wonder, was that a, there, there, I, it's been a long time since I've seen the very ending of it, but none of this was in that original series. So it's possible that someone was like, yeah, we can't do that. You know what I mean? Like maybe someone back then was like, you know, because was that, did that come out after the uncut version, after he released the uncut version? Yes, the uncut version was released in 90 and the miniseries came out in 94. So so yeah, so someone, someone was like, now, 
yeah, they were like, yeah, we'll just cut that for time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm sure someone was like, either they cut it for time or they looked at it and was like, we're not going to do this. Even but in 1994. In this version, you actually added an hour. Yeah. And still gave us less. Yeah. Still gave us a very... Now, now I will tell you though, I'm going to huh. go back. Let's go back to to Larry and Ray chained and on their knees. Now, someone would say that, that that was appropriate for them because they were on their knees and praying. But they weren't on their knees by choice, right? Nope. They were chained in that position. Mm-hmm. Correct? Okay. Well, then never mind. I was trying to figure out a way yeah, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> You're not gonna let me do that. No, right. no. no. Okay. I tried. No, I tried. It was just, you know, it. You know, it's bad when cloud when clown Lloyd can read the room and say, you know what? Nope, I'm not taking part of this, and turns around and walks off. <laughs> As a matter of fact. He was like, give me the key, you know, bring me right. the keys and let's, let, no, let's let them out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So when Lloyd has more of a conscience <laughs> than you do as a writer, it's just, I, again, I don't even, have, I mean, have we even, we, we talked about the party oh and you did mention this fourth of july like why are we still celebrating fourth of july after, <laughs> after a sickness has completely wiped off most of the and here's the well here's the thing too so as far as we know captain trips was only in america we don't know if it's been around the world anywhere else yet because it started in california and the way that it spreads like starting from the beginning, Campion left the base and drove straight through to Texas and hit Arnett. And the people who were in Arnett were quarantined and then taken to, um, you know, research facility. Nobody was getting on planes. They quarantined the town. They kept people from leaving. So, well, well the, that was the problem was we don't know how many people Campion had came in contact with because you know once once the thing gets out it spreads exponentially yeah. and it's going to spread faster than it can kill so it's possible all it takes is for one person to go to an airport and for people to get on the plane for it to spread yeah so I when I take I take them at the word when they say 7.3 billion people caught it, I'm assuming it went worldwide. Because the, I don't I can't remember if this was an offhand, if I'm remembering from the TV show, I mean from the original series or not, but someone said something about how the other countries were upset and were blaming the US for it. Mm. So it, it's it it spread around the world pretty quickly. And even later, when 
Randall was talking to Franny, he said, yeah, you know, this is like one of those tribes. They were untouched by Captain Trips because they had no contact with civilization. With the outside world. Right. And that's why he went there, because it has wiped everyone else out. I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> I don't. I just, you know, and then, then his whole thing with, with Franny, um, you know, trying to convince her to give him a kiss and allow her, you know, allow him to use her eyes to see what's going on. Like, y'all couldn't come up with something better than that. Y'all changing everything else. Y'all couldn't come up with something better than that? It's just, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, I think I started hate watching it probably around episode six. And it just, it's gotten worse. You know, we had that one episode, I believe that was, that might've been episode six, maybe. Where I was like, okay, this was actually a decent episode. I liked the episode. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. It's, and my, my daughter said, she said, so how many episodes was this show? Nine. She said, how do you go from meh, 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 eh, all right, meh, meh, Flat out racism. She was like, how do you do that in nine episodes? Like, it just it just took a dive and just kept going. Like the last episode and a half was just a kamikaze that was just they just crashed into the ground. I I just so disappointed. I don't I don't know what else to say. It's just it was it was a disappointing end to a disappointing series. And I think that's, I can't say anything else. It's just, what a waste. What a waste. What a waste of the story. What a waste of the characters. What a waste of the talent of the actors. It was just, it was a waste. So I know there are other people who actually liked it. Good not, on not, you. not not over here. Not anymore. Good <laughs> on you. But no, it was just just horrible. Just bad. Just uh just don't don't even try to redo this in 10 years. Don't just let it go. Let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. If I want, if I want to see. A visual, a visual representation of this story. I will go watch my 1994 DVD, which I will probably do this weekend. Um, just because there was so much more that I got in those little eight hours than I did in this in this show. I'm just it it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, I can't. I don't have anything good to say about it. At this point, I don't. It was just, it was a horrible end to a very subpar show. Mm-hmm. So. And, I, and I don't really have any more to say about it. It was, it, 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 if, if we looked at how it tracked, it pretty much ended the way we kind of expected it to end. 
I wasn't even expecting it to go that bad. <laughs> and I was trying to hold out hope that that this promise of a new and better ending would not just be a variation on the same ending, mm-hmm. just some additional stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's, 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 yeah, you're right. That's one word, disappointing. Disappointing. It's disappointing. So thankfully that, that was it. That was the end. We don't have any more episodes to watch. Hopefully not- there won't be a second season. Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, why would they? I, I think I think it's gotten enough hate in in the media and in the market that that no one cares, that no no one wants to see anymore. Mm-mm. And I could have, you know, I could have done with a couple more episodes about Randall Flag, but after that ending, no, I don't even want to see him anymore. Yeah, and it was a sorely missed opportunity, and you know, I was talking to Michelle about it again, and I was like. It really should have been a three-season limited series, eight episodes a season, and it would have been fine. One season in Boulder, one season in Vegas, and one season for The Stand. And and you could have had all the characters development you needed. We talked about this at the very beginning. The book is about characters. Mm-hmm. The story is secondary. It's about the characters. We right. get to know the characters. We get to care for the characters. We have reasons to hate certain characters. It's character driven. You can't make a character driven story that dense with that many characters. You, you just can't, you can't tell the story in the same way with surface level mm-hmm. characterizations no. because that's not what it's about. The purpose of the stand is these people have to choose a side based on who they are. Mm-hmm. And the side they chose reflects who they are. Right. It's character driven. And we got Franny and Harold. Mm-hmm. That's it. I saw a comment on Twitter, I think it was yesterday or maybe earlier today, where somebody said, in order to do this, in order to do this story right, you have to give it a treatment similar to The Walking Dead. Yeah. Where you have the time to explore the characters, where you have the time to explore the story, but you also have time to explore their background. Show us where these characters come from. What were they before? You know, we we saw a a little bit of it with Larry. We saw a little bit of it with Fran. That was pretty much it. Because even Harold's, little backstory was kind of sort of limited. We didn't really see anything about Stu prior to Campion running into Hap's gas station. We didn't see anything about him. So we only know him from the moment of impact. Mm-hmm. And, and again, we didn't really get much of him until last episode or so. So it's just Again, disappointing. That's that's it. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> I don't either. I don't. So. I look forward to seeing comments on this when it's posted. Yeah. That no. Yeah. 
yeah, it just it it was bad. But um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch. And it was just bad on on so many levels. It was just different levels, like writing, directing, mm-hmm. the images. You know, everything was just all across the board. Just left little to be desired. Yeah, on so many levels. So many levels. So, yeah, like I said, I'm gonna rewatch the '94 version. I may not even do it this weekend. Well, I may do it this weekend because I have a long weekend this weekend. But um, I probably do that. And I think you and I said that we would revisit it and probably record and just kind of compare and see if you know. At first, we thought we maybe we were being a little harsh on this one. After this episode, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but it would still be, I don't even know if I want to say fun at this point, but I still would like to go back and rewatch the episode and just kind of see how they how they stand up to each other. Yeah. And then discuss that. But um, for now, I think we have completely exhausted the 2020 version of the stand i think i speak for both anthony and myself when i say good riddance to it and that is it for our show you can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com we are on social media on facebook instagram and twitter at fandom hybrid You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.